Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast, featuring compelling interviews with big-hearted people in the Oklahoma City metro area who are leading, creating, and innovating on purpose. Get inspired by conversations with passionate difference makers from our local community. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, Life Purpose Coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. On today's episode, we sit down with Jeremy Kubacek, a passionate influencer and CEO of Giant Worldwide, a global organization dedicated to leadership transformation and scalable people development. And now, the Live Your Purpose podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Live Your Purpose podcast. I'm here today with Jeremy Kubacek, who is the CEO of Giant, the leader in scalable people development. Through the Giant TV platform, Giant has created the 100x People System, which has been called the Netflix meets Peloton for adult learning. Additionally, Jeremy is a best-selling author and a sought-after international speaker. He's lived in Moscow, Atlanta, and London, and currently speaks to organizations around the world while working with his team to raise up 100x leaders in every sector and city in the world. Jeremy, welcome to the show. So good to be with you. Thank you. Really, really excited. Yeah, it's, well, it's good to be here with you, and we met indirectly at one of the recent 100X Leader Summits, and that was here in Oklahoma City in January, and uh, following that summit, I was intrigued, so I reached out to your organization and, and talked with some folks, and, and they set this up, so I'm just delighted to be with you here. Glad you did. And by the way, for those listening, we're on location at uh, the Giant Central Exchange office. Is that yeah. the correct term? Or what it's the Giant Studios okay. uh, here. Yeah, Central Exchange right downtown. Yeah. Uh, brand new. It's such a fun, it's, it's brand new and old all together, right? So, right. Uh, Re-restoring uh, the Central Exchange building next to the parlor, the restaurants, uh, right down by Automobile Alley. Right. It's such a cool area of town. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't been to this exact area of town, so it's just cool to be here. Yeah. And uh, they're moving furniture around and all kinds of fun stuff. I know. We've got, we're so close. We've got our studios being built, sound studios, but we've got all of our furniture arriving in, um, you know, sporadically through the next few days. Yeah, really cool. Okay, well, as you may know, uh, the name of the podcast is the Live Your Purpose podcast, and I sit down with guests and just find out why they do what they do. So it's as simple as that, and uh, we start off with some form of a kickoff question. So I'll pick one, and we can just go from there and see where the conversation takes us. I love it. Okay, so Jeremy, when did you know that you wanted to be doing what you're doing today? You know, when I was 17 years old, I was a, I'm a farm boy. I grew up in, uh, my family moved from Prague, Czechoslovakia, just outside of Prague, Oklahoma, between Shawnee and Prague. Wow. So just to, to show you, Czech community to Czech community. And I'll never forget, I was on um, uh, a tractor uh, working in the fields and just started thinking about the idea. And when I was 17 years old, I don't know, exactly how I came to this, but I said to myself, I want to, I know what I want to do when I grow up. I want to influence influencers. That was it. Influence influencers. And I started playing with that concept and idea. I was probably given some books by some mentors early on that really kind of shaped me in thinking about that. And uh, so that's what happened. I literally uh, graduated from college and moved to Russia and started influencing influencers. <laughs> okay, so there's a story there. So yeah. now I'm picturing you on this tractor, right? Now, yeah. Were you physically on the tractor oh, yeah. when this idea came to you uh-huh. at 17? So that's a moment in time mm-hmm. that you can picture where you were at. Absolutely. And I, I, I'll remember because I'm an yeah. extrovert okay. in a tractor cab. So the introvert, you know, you got a lot of time to think. 
Right. But I'm wanting to talk to people and process out loud. So I'd sing, think, but I'd mainly dream. And that's when I just started dreaming about what could be. And, and I had been to Europe the summer before with my grandmother and just decided I want to go for it. I want to, I want to not be on this farm, but I want, to, I want to help people around the world. That's really interesting. Do you, are you able to track back some of those uh, maybe forces or factors that came into play before the tractor experience when you're like, yeah. 100%. Lots, yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of different uh, conversations. Uh, you know, but influences in your life, like my grandmother and my dad and, you know, my, my family. Only child, so I grew up with this, uh, uh, lots of adults that I was around, and I worked all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I was young for my age, so I started, uh, you know, I graduated at 17, you know. So uh, I, I was a little bit ahead, and so then by going to college and, and then going to Russia, um, you know, I immediately um, had probably a little bit of a few years on people because of that. Right. You had that mm-hmm. kind of a leg up or a jump mm-hmm. or just a push start. Yeah, maybe. that's what it was. Very cool. So, so when you went to Russia, mm-hmm. and, and so what did you do there? Tell us a little bit about so, that. So um, I graduated from Oklahoma Baptist University, and then uh, I had a professor who challenged me, and he was like, you know, I'm going to show you how you do business, uh, but, but with influence. Like, how do you actually... Uh, do good and do business. And I was like, you mean you can, you know? And <laughs> so uh, he took me to Asia for a, a term and then uh, we, with other students and then showed us what, how he had done it. And it was just that like apprenticeship, someone who can actually be patient and give you and help you. And that way, that's what a good prof- professor will do. His name is John Cragen. He's a great guy. And so um, we, he started dreaming with a few of us in a college class of like, hey, there's an opportunity. The walls of communism came down. <laughs> right. So the Soviet Union fell apart, and he had these connections. And it led, one thing led to another. And a few of us were like, who says we can't? Yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Very quick connector. I'm a connector creative. I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah. And uh, so we just started, you know, all dreaming and scheming and uh, convinced a couple of other classmates to go with us. And we took off and built this, um, we built a, a Moscow economics school. Uh, an economic school, we taught, I taught economics, we taught capitalism and ethics to Russians. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, there's a bunch of stories there, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, I'm so really... we established this business with the former communist head of the Moscow schools. And we, he basically was like, hey, I was coerced the whole time, this is... I really, he was a good guy. He wanted to, so we built um, this, and now it's the largest private school in Moscow. Is that right? So MES.ru. And uh, it's just really fun to be able to pioneer that and uh, do that with other friends. And then we started a marketing consulting business, mm-hmm. had some accounting training uh, company and some other, other accounting work. And, uh, you know, used our business as a platform for influence. And um, so that was my first foray into that entrepreneurial uh, lifestyle, which I've been doing since that was 1993. 93. Okay. That's really impressive. I'm taking Mm -hmm. a couple of notes for those that are listening. Yeah. That's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a lot to that story just right there. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back from where you're at, and by the way, we've mentioned a couple of terms, the, the, uh, connected creator, the, you know, and we'll come Mm -hmm. back to some of the language that's actually from the giant uh, platform. Um, and we'll hit that again, but Looking back from where you're sitting today at some of those experiences, what, what do those mean to you? So a couple, um, 
one, the who says you can't? And yeah. there was this pioneering spirit of Oklahomans that most of the world doesn't understand. And I've lived in Atlanta and I've lived in London. And there's a, you know, London has the caste system. So it's like, oh, yeah, so tell me about your family. Right. And Atlanta is more of the plantation. So like, who's your daddy? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but in Oklahoma, like, mm-hmm. you had to survive. Hmm. So yeah. there's an entrepreneurial pioneering spirit here that I've yeah. not seen in a lot of other places because mm-hmm. a lot of places are looking for handouts mm-hmm. or they're looking for a leg up because of who your family is. Mm-hmm. We just don't have that here. So there's not mm-hmm. a lot of bureaucracy here. Right. And there's a, also a lot of appreciation for entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, okay, get up and do it again. Right. And um, that's one of the things I just valued and so we didn't know what we didn't know. Like, we didn't know we shouldn't be doing that in Moscow. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is like, once you establish something, once you start something, then there's merit to it. Uh, you know, it's like uh, my wife and I, side note, my wife and I are building a modern farmhouse development here. Uh, we built, it's called the Prairie at Post out by Arcadia. Mm-hmm. And we built it because we didn't see any neighborhood we wanted to live in. So we just built our own with another, uh, you know, another couple friends of ours. Yeah. And it was a small thing that led to a big thing. Now it's 50 acres, 21 houses. And, but it was like, well, who says we can't? So we'd have people all the time go, so have you ever built anything? Uh-huh. Like, no, but I'd never lived in Russia. I'd never started a company in London. I'd never done X, Y, or Z. Right. So you figure it out. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh, there's the game. Right yes, there. right. Different and place, different field. That's it. Same game. Same game. Yeah. Once you figure out the three, four, five big things that have to happen, then yeah. you knock them out. All right. So, anyway. No, that's great. I, I'm not trying to cut you off either. No, so, that's it. Yeah, so, that original question was, you know, what, what, is, what does some of those early experiences mean to you? And yeah. so, that's what, uh, Jeremy, you've been unpacking yeah. for us today, right now. And uh, to be able to look back, so, who says you can't? Right? Who That's says right. you can't? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we didn't know what we didn't know. Right. That's you know? right. And so the idea of influencing influencers, yeah. um, which is what I do is our business. We uh-huh. basically serve leaders around the world. Right. Um, but uh, these little axioms, these things, language, sticky moments, like one of them in my 20s, my dad had told me, it's not what you do, but it's who you work for that makes the most, hmm. uh, that makes the biggest difference. So it's the most important thing. It's not what you do. So, um, so when I came back from Russia, I came back because my father-in-law was in the Oklahoma City bombing. And that's the reason we moved back here from Russia. And I got married and we moved, Kelly and I, and we moved back here, or I moved back here. She was already living here. And I decided to work for the Humphreys family because it was who I wanted to work for, not what I did. Mm-hmm. So I sold, I'm a white guy who sold African-American hair care products. So it wasn't what I did, right. but it was because I worked for them. Mm-hmm. They're an unbelievable family. Yeah. So I got to be trained underneath them. And that apprenticeship, after I had started my entrepreneurial ventures in Russia, gave me a leg up because they took me places that I never would have gone if I just sought money at 23, 25. It, it's like, no, 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 seek influence seek to be with people who are influencers. So Kent Humphreys, Lance Humphreys, um, I worked for them and they were unbelievable. And I got to see um, how to do it in America. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it in Russia. 
and they that five four or five years with them and then they sold the company and I went to work for the company bottom and they were not the best <laughs> they were the opposite of what I experienced okay uh, meaning they were smart but they didn't have the same desire for influence with people okay and so I had the opportunity to see both right and uh, we got bought out by a private equity group so I went to work for a private equity group and you know their motives are a little bit different and more transactional. Mm -hmm. So I got to experience that as well, which was great. So all of those things were parts of preparation, if you will. Um, so anyway. Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so you got to see, I, like, I love this, seeing the different uh, perspectives mm -hmm. you saw. These are, these are my words, correct them, mm -hmm. but maybe a healthy culture, mm -hmm. and maybe one that was not That's right. as healthy. That's right, and or so, valued. So it's what's, what's the game? Yeah. The game of a PE group is a very transactional three, four year game and they go to the next as long as you understand the rules, yeah. Then, you know, you could play that game. Yeah. But um, I that's not necessarily the game I wanted to play. Right. You understood the rules but didn't like that's right. the, the nature of the game itself mm -hmm. in that context. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up um, you know, starting my own business and it was uh, two thousand two, that's when we started Giant and it was just a desire to do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's, uh, that's the game that, that we got into, truly influencing influencers. Right, and I love that. And so I am, uh, people that know me, when I say that I love that idea, they know that I mean it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, coming from the backgrounds that I've come, come in from, and I won't go into those deeply, but we talked a little bit mm -hmm. before we went on air, uh, natural resource management and other fields as mm -hmm. well, nonprofit and some other stuff. Uh, you know, I've been a part of some cultures which I believed in what they were doing. Mm -hmm. it, whether or not they call themselves mission-oriented or, or visionary or whatever, mm -hmm. they had a structure in place that was conducive to, to the way that I'm wired, but also allowed me to make a contribution within uh, and, and uh, a system that functioned well enough to be able to, to make an impact mm -hmm. on uh, not just the people inside the walls uh, of the organization, but outside of it, locally or globally or wherever. And I learned that that is something that really motivates me naturally, intrinsically, you know, to be a part of something right. bigger than myself. Again, back to the Live Your Purpose mm -hmm. podcast, and you've mentioned the word influence several times. And so looking, my question is what I'm coming to, when you formed Giant in 2002, mm -hmm. What were some of those things that you wanted to do differently that you were being purposeful about? Well, so, uh, you know, if you, if you are growing a business, uh, very simply, there's strategy, there's capital, and there's people. Strategy is the business plan. Mm -hmm. Capital is the funding of that plan to keep the lights on and growth capital. But people are what make it happen or not. A lot of smart guys and gals can get in a room and come up with a business plan. You can figure out the funding component of it, mm -hmm. but if you don't have the people. And what I just found was over and over people that I, I was seeing people either valued as assets or seen as liabilities. And what I realized was, oh my goodness, if you can get into a person and turn their, this is going to sound like a cheesy Neil Diamond song, <laughs> a heart light on, you can turn their heart on, turn their light on, uh -huh. then they'll become engaged. But most people were just creating compliance. Okay, right. And, yes. and so the phrase I always use is, a lot of people are making the donuts. Uh -huh. So they're so focused on making the donuts that they were not really uh, being intentional. They're not really truly learning how to utilize people mm -hmm. the way that people could be used. 
when people get turned on, when you get them engaged, their output is through the roof. But most people never take the time for it because they're so fixated on just the details, the tasks, the making the donuts. So we started with some process of how do you make people come alive? How do you help them? How do you create systems where people can thrive? How do you create an environment where people, I mean, it's like, it's not just healthy culture for healthy culture's sake, but it's healthy culture so people are the most productive they can be. Absolutely. And I started creating concepts and language and tools and training people, and it started working. Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually we decided we were in Oklahoma working in about three or four states, and we decided to buy John Maxwell's assets. So I bought John Maxwell's assets and merged them into Giant, mm-hmm. and I moved to Atlanta to run those. And so therefore I had the, built the LeaderCast brand. I, I, I was leading the Catalyst conferences. I was overseeing all the John Maxwell entities and or the, the training entities, and uh, and that was good. And that was our attempt to try to take it. And we and we went from being in three or four states to seventy two countries overnight. So it was like a little dog that caught the bus mm-hmm. and put us on a global um, uh, you know map. And uh, we had to had to adjust to that very quickly. Well, that's interesting. Can we hover there a minute? Because some of those adjustments, for those that are listening, I have some entrepreneurs that listen in and some visionary thinkers Mm -hmm. and some people that want to take the action to make things better Mm -hmm. in the world. So what were some of those adjustments that uh, that you needed to to come to terms with pretty quickly? Yeah, so uh, one, it was all of a sudden, how do you you convey big ideas on big stages and what really motivates? And I started observing... Some interesting dynamics. I started seeing 20th century, this is 2007. Mm-hmm. I started seeing the dichotomy between 20th century and 21st century adult learning. And the recession totally ushered in 21st century learning. Because uh, 20, 20th century learning was um, gurus, big events, big arenas, books. Well, whenever you had the stress and strain of the recession, mm-hmm. Uh, people had to do more with less. A lot of the fluff got burned away. Then you started getting into what do people really need? Well, then enters in the technology aspect of learning. And now these smartphone devices mm-hmm. and everything with streaming and video and all that has come on board. So imagine 5G with streaming. Mm-hmm. So adults became uh, almost like there was too much content so they became cynical know-it-alls. Mm-hmm. They stopped reading. They stopped, started listening to podcasts. They started right. uh, watching more videos from a learning style. So we figured out, like, that's just the reality. Um, we have learning uh, attention spans, short attention spans. Yes. So because of that, we started going, well, that's the reality. So let's just deal with reality. And we started creating visual tools mm-hmm. in common language and it started working dramatically because we realized that most 20th century was focused on the academic hierarchy of certification and Harvard, and which is Harvard's amazing. Sure. It just doesn't scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only goes to the top because it's too deep. It's it may too, not translate. It too. may not translate. Yeah. And then Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and DISC, all really powerful, but they don't scale mm-hmm. inside organizations. So we just started fixating on everyone in an organization. What if everybody could have the same language and you could train an educated 13-year-old 
to, if an educated 13 year old can do it, it will scale. Mm -hmm. So we created very simple, not simplistic, but simple mm -hmm. content that would scale fast and be sustainable and would be in the form of tools and mirrors, if you will. So when people look at the tool, mm -hmm. they see themselves in, in it and they want to change. And that change for people development means that they look at their own broccoli and their own teeth mm -hmm. and pick it out themselves. <laughs> right. Versus having someone else pick out the broccoli for them. Or have to do it for That's them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And when that happens, self-confidence, self-awareness takes place. Mm -hmm. They then, other people start seeing the change and that person becomes more influential. And their reputation goes up because people see they're working on themselves. That journey, if you will, of self-awareness, you never graduate from it. But wow, if you do it right, your influence and your reputation goes up with it too. Mm -hmm. That's what we started doing. And these tools just started spreading like wildfire inside certain organizations. And this was when I was living in London uh, at the time. So we lived in London for a few years after Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And um, it just started spreading. And then we moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> we moved back. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, didn't affect our business. We're a decentralized business, and I can explain that. But yeah. for us, we moved back here because my kids wanted to do high school in America. And because of technology, and I can move anywhere. Right. And so we put our studios in Oklahoma City. And a lot of people are like, why did you put your studios on? Versus Atlanta uh -huh. or Santa Barbara, where we had a lot big presence, or Naples, Florida. And I'm like, well, it's because... That's where my kids wanted to go. Yeah. So it, it came down to family. That's yeah. right. To, to your personal values, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to label it that way. And a pioneering attitude. Mm -hmm. I can actually do a lot here. I like it. And that's why we yeah. decided to move back to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating, all of that. I'm sure that uh, our listeners are tuning into all that and taking notes. Hopefully, if you're not, mm -hmm. rewind it <laughs> and take some notes because <laughs> I know I will be. Very good. Well, let's jump in then because um, this is a good segue into the 100x leader and the work of Giant mm -hmm. on scale. And so, as I said in the beginning, I, I found out, didn't know about you at all mm -hmm. until um, I heard this conference was coming, the uh, 100x leader summit mm -hmm. that took place in January. I know there's more of these coming out mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. So definitely look this up, folks. And I'll have show uh, links in the show notes for you. But... Um, my pastor from uh, Spring Creek Baptist Church, uh, Joe Kendrick, had invited me out, and I said, sure, sounds like it's right up my alley. And we're both kind of wired to, he's an ENFP, I'm an INFJ, so, you know, we're complimentary in those ways. And I thought, this looks like fun. So we went, and, you know, after the first couple hours, I thought, this is pretty interesting. You know, this is different. Mm -hmm. This is different. Um, and it's language that I think could be absorbed. Mm -hmm. They understand that things need to be visual, mm -hmm. visual and quick, but also effective on the go. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's kind of missing. It's hard. Mm -hmm. it's, so many things are still bulky. That's right. They just are. And so anyway, that's, uh, that's my background to, yeah. to you and the, and the giant. But uh, let's just start talking about some of what does the giant 100X mean and what is the system? How does it work? Yeah, so the concept of 100X stands for 100% healthy learning to multiply. Most leaders that we found are either between 60 minus and 75 plus. Okay, what does that mean? That means they are 60% healthy, they're jaded, mm -hmm. and they're cynical. So when you meet with them, oh man, you know about John. He's a jerk, right? Whatever. And, Whatever, right? And it's that <laughs> compliance and all of that. Yeah. 
So that's what takes place in, in the most leaders. To 75 plus, mm -hmm. that means they're positively reactive. Things are generally helpful, mm -hmm. healthy. Hey, I know I'm doing pretty good. Hey, if you need anything, come see me. Doors are always open. So at best, my door is always open. It's up to you to come see me. Right. 100X is positively proactive. It means that I'm thinking, where do I want you in the organization? I'm going to fight for your highest possible good, and I'm going to help you get there. But this is where I'm going to, where I want you to be. So what we say is, um, uh, a liberating leader, a 100X leader, is someone who calls people up, mm -hmm. not out. And by calling them up to this role, then that means they're proactively sharing expectations. They're pushing you, but they're also bringing support to help you get to that level. Right. Okay. That's the difference. All good stuff. And, and there's a book out and lots of uh, tools online, but the 100X Leader, I'll have, again, a mm -hmm. link in the show notes. Uh, How to Become Someone Worth Following is the mm -hmm. subtitle. And I thought, yes, you know, that, mm -hmm. that is so needed. It, it always has been, but in our times, having uh, healthy leadership in organizations, mm -hmm. or whatever the organizations are, Having health, healthy leaders that are worth following. It's, it's bold language. And we spend time on that to go, you know, inside organizations, this is where I, uh, I used to be, um, hey, it's just top down, it's just the leader at the top, we get them right and it all scales. Yeah. And I realized it doesn't. Mm -hmm. There's lots mm -hmm. of dead ends there. Mm -hmm. A lot of cul-de-sac leaders. Because okay. they're so busy, yeah. oftentimes it doesn't scale to the next level. Mm -hmm. So. I don't care if it's top down or bottom up, it's mm -hmm. the idea of every subculture in an organization. So today I met with uh, a company that has 450 employees and they took them a while and then they finally got it. And I said, how many teams do you have in the organization? Well, we've got 450, I don't know, we've got eight. And I go, no, 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 how many teams? Well, we have eight, like on the org chart. I go, no, 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 how many, how many subcultures? Mm -hmm. Meaning every organization, and then they go, we think we have 60. We went from 8 to 60. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, see how that thinking went? 60 subcultured leaders. The subculture leader is the supervisor who has five people underneath them. Mm -hmm. Frontline supervisor who has five. That's a team. Mm -hmm. That team is an influence group. That's a subculture. That subculture leader of that team can take those five people out. If he's 60 minus mm -hmm. and jaded, he can jade and sway all of those mm -hmm. that have the same opinion of upper management or not do the work. Hey guys, just take it. No, 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 just do this. If you figure this out, then, right? Yeah, rogue element. Yeah. 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 So, or if he's 75 plus, mm -hmm. hey guys, let me know if it's generally good, but like we want flywheel, we want mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. So we figured out language for every subculture leader to get to another level. If they're at a 68, how do we get them to an 84? At 84, that's a big jump. Mm -hmm. And how do we get them from a plus to an X? A plus to an X is generally you know, healthy, but an X is intentionally transferring, it's multiplying, mm -hmm. helping them. So the metaphor we use in the 100X leader is the Sherpa on Mount Everest. They say the Sherpa is so healthy that they're, the, they're climbing, and then they help other people climb. So a leader needs to be the healthiest person in the building, mm -hmm. or on that team. Right. And then they need, they need to be so health, healthy that they can help other people perform as well. And most leaders aren't thinking, most leaders are just waking up going, I gotta make the donuts. Uh, I have to do, the have tos. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. They haven't thought of it that way. Right. No, that's fascinating. And, and so when, when you're talking about healthy, you know, being a healthy leader, what are some of the components of that? How do you define that? Yeah. So one would be for yourself. It's, uh, it starts with self. Like, are you dominating yourself? Are you protecting yourself? Are you abdicating? Or are you liberating? Mm -hmm. So domination could be, oh, what an idiot, man. Don't do it. You're, you always. Mm -hmm. So you're negative. Talking to self. Self. Self-talk. That's right. And yeah. negatively talking. So you start your day at a negative two. Mm -hmm. Sure hard to liberate other people when you're dominating yourself. Right. So a big portion of the population dominate themselves. Mm -hmm. A big portion protect themselves. You know, one of the interesting things, side note on Oklahoma. Yeah. One of the negatives I noticed, when I get on an airplane going to Oklahoma, I see more overweight people mm -hmm. than I do in other locations. When I was in London, I didn't see that as well. A lot more people are walking on certain things. And I go, there's a lot of domination and a lot of protection that happens in our culture. And protection is, and I do it too, mm -hmm. um, oh, you know, you worked out two days ago. Mm -hmm. You can have another one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, okay, or it's you okay. earned it, or whatever. The yeah, message. yeah, you earned it. And, you yeah. know, you've experienced some of that. Oh, yeah, lots. Or just abdication. I'm like, oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, whatever, you know. So <laughs> what happens is with self, uh -huh. meaning we have to call ourselves up, not out. Uh -huh. Like, come on, Jeremy, this is who you are. Let's go. You got this. Don't dominate. It's a fine line. It's support and challenge of ourselves. I love those words. So, and there's a tool for that, by the way. That's right. Too. Yeah. So it's support and challenge matrix. When yeah. you learn how to support yourself and learn how to challenge yourself, yeah. that's the type of leaders that we need to be the healthiest we can be. Right. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. I think it does to me. I mean, I know there's a lot to unpack, but I think that's, that's a really solid beginning and a good look at what it means to be a healthy leader, starting with the perspective of self. And as a person myself, that looks a lot at that element, identity, and how, how you came to be who you are, uh, what are your values, what are your strengths, what, you know, yeah. what do you want to do about that? You know, mm -hmm. That's what I spent a lot of time talking with folks about. And then how do you want to have an impact? Mm -hmm. you know? You know, so I'm thinking about just a few people or one or two people, but then they're multiplying impact on others to, you, to borrow your language. But I've, I've been wired that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. How to reach people that can, that can have a large impact uh, and that want to. That's right. You know? And so I find it fascinating to think that um, I like the idea that, that there's something to achieve in, in the system that you've designed as well. So, hey, you know what? I'm kind of a 60, what, 60 minus or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know that this next level exists. Mm -hmm. And I could go to a 70 plus or I don't know the numbers, yeah. but... So and we, what we've done is we've created, we call it Sherpa training. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with a lot of negative leaders, it'd be like having an asthmatic Sherpa on Mount Everest. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a like, great analogy. I don't want to be with him. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. He's my leader. Mm -hmm. He can't lead himself. Uh -huh. And I'm supposed, and that, that hypocrisy or that, mm -hmm. that's what makes people check out. Yes. But, uh, so we just said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Every single session, every week, Take one tool, mm -hmm. learn one tool, mm -hmm. and immediately apply it to your own life, mm -hmm. and then teach it to someone. And that's the secret, is if you can learn a visual tool and teach someone, then that's when you learn. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be short enough it can be on a cocktail napkin. I could teach you 50 tools right now, depending mm -hmm. on what you want to talk to me about, mm -hmm. on a cocktail napkin. And instead of saying, go read that book, right. or go to that seminar, <laughs> yes. It's not going to work in our day and age. Uh, no. So here, read a tool or watch this three-minute video, and that's where a learning will happen. 
And so that, that's what we've, we've figured out. Right, in, in a 21st century learning model. That's it. As you discussed, yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the interface itself. So this is Netflix meets Peloton. Mm-hmm. So tell us what that means. What is that all Yeah, about? so um, it's basically the idea of, we, it's giant, uh, giant.tv, and the idea is, is that if, well, there's a few categories. We have everyone inside an organization. We just said, you know what? What if we took our content, and so instead of charging exorbitant amounts for people to get through it, it's $4.99, exactly like Disney mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. Yeah. And, but on there, we created things around IQ, emotional intelligence, and personality, mm-hmm. and we gave people the chance to self-assess and use it for themselves, their family, their teams, whatever. That's taking off. Then we said, okay, what about the Sherpa training? Well, let's create the Sherpa category. So uh, we're creating right now uh, performance review apps, uh, mm. time management apps, mm. things that people can use with our language. So it's, it's our content mm-hmm. and the platform. And the platform looks like Netflix meets Peloton, meaning that the merge is we do live streaming, just like Peloton does. If anyone's a Peloton, uh, we have one. And you, know, you're, you watch people and you, you're actually live or recorded. But we have live stream with people around the world. So we figured out how to use and aggregate um, people through via technology, live chat, live streams, and then have pre-recorded uh, materials as well. Mm-hmm. If you want people, then people like you or others who would, people would hire mm-hmm. to implement it in their world, then we become a partner with people. We become like a wholesaler for people. And so that's what it is. It's really a subscription business. Um, from $4.99 to $49 a month, and not very expensive for companies specifically. And that's what our goal was, is like how do we scale and multiply ourselves? Mm -hmm. So we were teaching it, but we didn't have a platform for it. And so about a year ago, we finally built the platform to make it scale in and of itself. We were talking about it, Uh and it was working in those pockets, but we didn't have a platform for it until we did this. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't realize that until now. Okay, so this is recent. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, and it's been, well, it's it's growing. It's doing well. Yeah. but This is why I'm interested, people, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And that it's effective. That's right. People like me and others like me that are you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about the yeah. the creative connector, the connective creator, mm-hmm. the uh, whatever else mm-hmm. we have time for. We have you know ten or so mm-hmm. minutes, but what I'm really excited about is is something that's effective, that's quality. I'm a quality person. Uh, I'm overcoming perfectionism, so it doesn't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's really good quality, and that really does make an impact. Mm-hmm. It meets people where they're at. I love being able to talk to a variety of people, even different cultures, and and I know that's that's really important in our yeah. day and age. And so that's what's one of the things that's appealing to me is that this a system like this could be global. You know, this I know that it is, yeah, yeah. but that it could translate pretty easily uh, across different boundaries. Which yeah, is we're using like the five voices is uh, for uh, the U.S. Air Force is training the captains and majors on five voices. Uh, Google is uh, we work in several data centers with Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know we were partnering with Biogen and Pfizer and different places and you know big companies. Yeah, but also the beauty for us it's like it's not about big or small. It's about mm-hmm. responsive. If a leader really, really wants to grow mm-hmm. and wants a system to multiply, we've figured out scalable people development. If they want to check the box, do something, well, they can do it with anything. 
And my, my deal is just, I've been around so much content. I've built so many different things with thought leaders. Uh, and um, we decided to write our own content in 2011 <laughs> and do it in this way. And so that's, that's the, the main desire, which goes back to the desire to influence influencers. Right. Uh, we just decided, like, we have a tool called um, the influence model. And we show people how they'll undermine their influence to other people. It's competency and credibility with character and chemistry. And then we show people how their self-preservation, their fear of losing, trying to hide, or trying to prove themselves actually undermines their influence with people and how they lose it. And so the idea is how do you get someone else's wall of self-preservation to come down? Yeah. Well, you have, your wall has to come down too. And so there's this system to it to unlock influence. Mm-hmm. And we've just been studying that for you know, umpteen years and putting in tools to help people do that. Right, right. And you're giving us a good snapshot into the, into the giant world, into yeah. the 100X uh, leader system. So uh, let's talk a little bit, if we could. We have a couple of minutes about these different voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that would be a good place. That seems to be a pretty good place to start for folks that are interested. Yeah, so it's, it's a perfect one because you could go to giant.tv. If you wanted to, you get a 30-day trial to test out giant.tv slash JK. And that gives you 30 days to just try it on. But you can take your assessment. You can take the five voices assessment. What we did is we took Jungian typology, where Myers-Briggs comes from, Mm -hmm. and we simplified it. We made a formula from it so that it's so much easier to understand. So instead of going, I'm an E-M-S-T, I don't remember. What does it stand for? What does it stand for? (laughs) How do I explain that? Instead, we go, look, you're a pioneer Mm -hmm. or a connector Mm -hmm. or a creative or a guardian or a nurturer. Pretty simple. Yeah. And there's a foundational voice. And then, so you, we, we can play all of them. But what we do is we help people understand by nature, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who were you born? And then over time, what have you become because you feel like you should or your parents parented you a certain way, it's your upbringing. So like for me, I was writing the book and I go, oh, I'm a pioneer for sure. Mm-hmm. I was writing the book and I realized, oh my goodness, no, I'm a connector creative pioneer. Well, that's a big difference. I'm a connector, first voice, foundational voice. That means I know how to, I like to uh, translate for people. I'm like a bee, I'm pollinating all the time. I'm connecting all types of ideas, translating for people. Mm-hmm. My creative then lets me see the future and create ideas and then the pioneer makes them happen. But because I've always been in the CEO role, I felt like I should be a pioneer. I see, yeah. So a lot of people who are in the CEO role think they're a pioneer. In fact, I just met with one today yeah. who I finally got to, get to understand that he's really a nurturer connector. Oh, that's cool. And that, yeah. that was like massive aha to this 60-year-old guy. Yeah. Who's like, that's why I've been having issues and, and heartburn and stress and all. Because he's been trying to be something he's not. Yeah. So once you figure it out, you start settling in to this is who I really am. It's like I'm right-handed, but I've been using my left hand for 20 years. You got decent with it, yeah. but you've never really used your right hand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love to see people do. Yes, I do too as well. So in my profession, I love to see people come alive, see that spark happen, those aha moments, and then to see them integrate them into their life, you know, yeah. to travel with them. Um, you know, my mission involves empowering passionate difference makers to lead courageous, authentic lives so that they can find and fulfill their purpose. So that, that idea of becoming who you really are, finding out who that is. And I can get really idealistic about that mm-hmm. with my temperament type. Mm-hmm. 
but just enough. You know, I've learned just yeah. enough. Just if you know enough about who you are, great. If yeah. you want to nerd out with me on that, yeah, we, yeah, could, yeah. we could talk about that until neither one of us is doing anything else. But taking that little piece of information, having the individual understand it for themselves and begin to run with it in a new way. And we, we've added, so what we then did is we made it so simple yeah. that an educated 13-year-old can get it. Right, so tell so, me what that means. So what happens is you can connect with your kids, you can connect with every employee, mm -hmm. and everyone can play on personality, not just the few who are in the seminar. Right. So the beauty of it is then to go, we talk about the superpower of each voice. Mm -hmm. Each personality has a superpower. We talk about the weapon under stress that each one pulls out. Yeah. The pioneer uses the grenade launcher. <laughs> the, the the guardian is an interrogator. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the me, I'm a connector. I'm a cyber warfare specialist. Okay. So you get into and it Hulk. becomes really fun. There's the Hulk, yeah. creative feeler. Yeah. yeah. So the Hulk. So it becomes really fun when people understand the language makes it simple enough. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, I just hulked out, didn't I? Yeah, I hulk out. Or right. a nurturer withdraws care. So yes. they're always taking care of people until they don't, until they see someone abusing people. They withdraw, they'll let them bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the weapon under stress. Mm -hmm. So then we talk about the triggers that get to the weapon. We talk about how to maximize the superpower. We take it to marriage and go, how do marriages fight for their spouse, not against their spouse? Because when you win, you lose in marriage. Absolutely. Uh, so all of those dynamics make it so simple enough that people can start using it. Um, we have one called the five gears that's like a sign language for families and mm -hmm. teams. And they call plays. And you can literally hold up three fingers and everyone else knows the language. And they go, yeah, you're right. I was in the wrong gear. Huh. So it becomes now people start getting really good by using this common objective language, mm -hmm. it means that we eliminate subjective drama. Yes. Where I look at you and go, you need to get to the next level. Right. Well, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but if I call a play, mm -hmm. or if I give you a tool to look at together, now it's objectivity. Yeah. And you look at the, the mirror and see your own broccoli, not me pointing out your broccoli telling you you're an idiot. Right, nobody <laughs> likes that, because then you're hitting my ego, you know? Yeah. This way Pride it's outside of my, you know, it's something else, it's another object. Yeah, well, that's, that's really cool. Okay, well, you know, Jeremy, we've got a few more minutes, and I'm sure you've got a ton to do, but I did want to give you a chance to talk about anything else uh, that you'd like to, and then I, I do have one question in place if, if you don't have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I just want to encourage all of you. I mean, um, what is your vision for your life? Like, what do you want? What are you trying to accomplish, right? And, and it only comes when you get healthy, mm -hmm. because if you're not healthy and you have a vision, it won't matter. Mm -hmm. So getting healthy is so, so important. And then um, I would probably challenge everyone to think about multiplication because most people have it. So they're multiplying negativity. Oh, yes. But not multiplying health. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to get really healthy and then looking at people? So my wife and I decided to be very intentional with our kids and we apprenticed our kids. We multiplied lots of things to our kids and now they're doing that to their uh, friends in college and so on and so forth. So the idea of, of being a 100x leader is actually a journey mm -hmm. where you have to get acclimated and there's lots of ahas and lots of, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. I do that, don't I? And then liberate yourself, not dominate yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do it. Know when you do it. See the action you normally do and change the action. 
you'll never change the tendency. I'll always be defensive. I'll always have a smidge of exaggeration in me, mm-hmm. just my personality type. But that doesn't mean I can't change the action. Mm-hmm. And then when I change the action, I get a different reaction. I get a different consequence. Right. So that's what we're after. We're after people becoming secure and confident and humble. Mm-hmm. And that's what Giant stands for. It has a little I in the brand. Yeah. And it stands for doing big things in a humble way. I like that. I like that very much. Well, I don't have anything to add on top of that. Let's close with that. Jeremy Kubacek, thanks so much for your time. I've enjoyed it. Great to be with you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Live Your Purpose podcast. I hope you've been inspired by my conversation with today's guest. If you like what you hear, please share with your social networks and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, Life Purpose Coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. To learn more about the life coaching, public speaking, and retreat services that I offer, visit fullintegrationcoaching.com. And you can follow along with me on Facebook and Instagram at Full Integration Coaching. Until next time, remember... You are meant to live on purpose. Start living yours today.